0: Welcome back to Attack on Final Fantasy, a podcast where I try to complete every single Final Fantasy game in the franchise um, with the attack only command. My name is Pete and we're playing Final Fantasy 2 and this is part 3. Since the last episode, um, i found that I can take on the Imperial Captains within the town of Finn, um, so I've been doing that really whilst I listened back to the second episode again just to make sure it's all okay. Since taking the equipment off of Minwu, I've noticed that his attack damage with bare hands is almost tripling everyone else's, so what I've done is I've taken the uh, weapons off of Guy and Maria and they've started to train in um, bare hands. Uh I'm going to leave Furion with a sword and shield for the time being until he's leveled it up to um the max sixteen and then I'll be doing the same with him um because I do definitely need someone who's proficient in swords to wield the blood weapon later on. Whilst I've been leveling to level up Guy and Maria's bare hand, um so I could take on more of these uh people in Thin, um I have noticed that I get a lot of mithril drops from the enemies just to the north of Thin. So I've now stocked up on quite a few Mithril Helms and Mithril Swords. I'm going to be spending some time grinding out these enemies in Finn, uh, because I've just got a drop of Golden Armour from one of them. Um, so basically my plan is to uh, kill one, go back south to Gatria, rest at the inn, go back up, save, go in, kill another, and repeat that for, I don't know, probably till the end of time. So it wasn't the end of time. It was pretty close. So um, I've managed to get three sets of golden armor for my three main guys, um, and now I'm just outside of Finn. Uh, I noticed that Maria's health wasn't really matching everyone else. Everyone else has got just over a thousand. So I'm trying to. I've well, I've resorted to um, hitting her every battle now with Firion uh, to try to get health up. Um yes yeah, going slowly but we'll go there. Alright, so I go back to Hilda and she wants to travel over to Basque to um infiltrate the Dreadnought. Um the guy that was guarding the Dreadnought before has been pulled away because the Empire is worried about the stolen mithril. When I ask about the dreadnought using the password system, uh she tells us that she's got a man in Basque um that's found a way to reach the Dreadnought and she wants us to destroy it. Or delay its completion and she believes that us and Minwoo could do it. Now I have no idea where Basque is on the map so I don't know if just wander around or go to Sid so he can fly me there um, I might try wandering first see how far I get. So after not very much wandering at all I headed east and uh, came across the place um, yeah I decided not to go west because every time I go west in this game I die When I get into town, it's actually quite nice here, despite the um, Imperials being sort of marching around the place. Uh, In the middle of town square, um, Borgen's here, and this is the first time I've ever seen him face to face. Um, He looks a bit like a pirate captain, uh, but he wants us to get back to work, because the sooner we finish, the greater his um, glory will be. So I set about looking for the man on the inside, and I see a guy hiding behind some trees. Um, he's dressed in as Imperial, but I do believe that he could be um, the guy because he's not moving around the map like everyone else is. So I approach the guy, and he um, calls Borg in a bumbling idiot. Um, he can't believe that he's got so far in the army. Uh, and then the ask system comes up, so I'm going to ask about Wild Rose. He said that you have to be careful what he did whilst the Dark Knight was looking over his shoulder. But the Great bargain is anything but. He's just an overbearing braggart. I'm now going to ask about the dreadnought. So you're the one sent to destroy the dreadnought. Don't worry, I'm on your side. There's an entrance to the sewers up ahead. A secret path leading to the dreadnought. Be careful. Then you did a little spin. And he leaves us to it. So off we go to the sewers. This is uh, like you would expect sewers to be, Uh, water running through the middle of two walkways. Uh, It's basically just a dungeon. Uh, It looks quite complex, although I don't think enemies are going to give me too much hassle for quite a while if I could take down um, one of their generals in a matter of rounds. The sewers only last for one level and it was just filled with zombies, so no worries. I'm now up in Bath's Cave, Um, I assume this Well, it has got to lead to the Dreadnought because that's what the guy said. Right down here I run into Dark Knight who says we're too late and the Dreadnought is complete. Uh, He's been working behind the scenes on the project to see it through to completion. He said that the only alternative for us is to kneel before the Emperor. Then he threatens to talk to us again and saunters off. Uh, Then Borgen comes into the picture uh, and he says Looks like you came all this way for nothing, see for yourselves, and then leaves as well, and we follow him. And it's just in time to see the Dreadnought launching. It's a massive airship, as we've been told. Once it's taken off and flown away, um, we head back inside the cave, through a door, into sort of, it looks like a, um, I want to say a staff's quarters, but it's probably a barracks. So um, in this barracks there's a treasure chest with a pass in and a little square that looks like I can warp out of here. Um, But instead of going to that square I'm just going to go backtrack through the cave and then back through the sewers and up and out into Bafsk again. All the villagers seem quite worried about the Dreadnought being launched. Um, One villager said that I should talk to Sid because he should know how to stop the Dreadnought. Another said that I should talk to Hilda because she should know how to stop the Dreadnought. Another guy said that the Dreadnought is headed to Poft, so I might head that way and see what's happened there. I get to Poft and everything's been destroyed. Um, the girl on the inside says, they're dead, they're all dead. Uh, and they were attacked by the Dreadnought, which, you know, I can clearly see because there's holes everywhere. I stayed at the end, they were quite happy to accept me, so that's nice. I suppose you've got to keep running your business through these times, no matter what happens, really. I go into the pub and approach Sid and ask him about Dreadnought. He tells me what I gotta do is blow up the engine. Um, very Star Wars that. Now I begin the long trek back to Hilda, and see what our next move is. I enter Altair and it's been attacked as well. That was quite a surprise to be honest. Uh, I'm gonna see if Matey boy, no, Gordon's not peeking in the window anymore. So I'm gonna go into the hideout and see what's up. It seems that the whole village is inside the hideout now. Um, I've just entered the throne room to speak to Hilda. Hilda states that the attack on hotel was a shock to everyone and it's made her father's condition worse. Um, the party turned to Minwoo and ask if uh, he can do anything to help but he says all who live must someday die it is our fate. He does however say that he as a white wizard is meant to ease the suffering of people so he's gone to aid the king uh, and leaves our party he did say that the re- the fate of the world rests on fear and shoulders which isn't too much pressure i speak with hilda again and she tells us that her father's condition has approved a great deal thanks to minwoo that was very quick minwoo you're very good okay in attempts to move the plot forward a bit i'm gonna go back and speak to sid again uh see if he's got anything new to say I'm all way past, the so checking on Palum, and it's also been attacked by the Dreadnought, killing some guy's daughter, so that's not cool, not cool. I asked Sid about airships again, um, and he says airships are powered by Sunfire, so that's in red, so I've learnt that term now. He couldn't tell me much about Sunfire except for that it's very temperamental, so I'm now going back to Altair to ask uh, Hilda whether she knows about Sunfire. Back in Altair, I ask Hilda about the Sunfire. She says that the Sunfire is the crest of the kingdom of Kushan. Its flame still burns on the ground floor of Kushan Keep. So I guess that's where I'm going to collect the Sunfire. She goes on to tell me that Scott and Gordon used to tell her tales about the Sunfire um, when she was little and that she knows that no normal torch can hold the Sunfire flame. We tell her that Sid thinks a Sunfire can destroy the Dreadnought, so she says, we've got no time to waste. Uh, you've got to chuff on over to the Kingdom of Kashan and bring the Sunfire back, but she doesn't know what to bring it back in. I'm thinking maybe sort of a Tupperware, if we could find the right lid. I'm going to see if I can find Gordon uh, to see if he knows anything about Sunfire. So I'm going to be wandering around here for a little bit, I think. It's not in that circle room. He's not in that spare room and he's not in with King, Uh, he might be out in town then. I decided to uh, go up and check Flynn for Gordon, Um, on my way I do check in on Gatria but that's been attacked as well and Flynn is still under occupation so I'm not 100% sure where he is so I go back to Sid and I decide to actually use the airship to go to Kashan because I don't really know where it is in the world I don't want to be wandering around Um, say 400 gil so no worries once you pay the guy and go outside the airship is magically there so you get on it and it does it itself it's flying oh it's way over the ocean into the south so I don't even know if I could have got there on foot The airship drops me off outside of Kashan Keep, so I head on in and start having a bit of a poke around. Um, There's a flame in the middle of the room here, and it is the Sunfire. Uh, But I did forget the Tupperware. The door behind the Sunfire is locked, so I'm going to um, ask it some things. Uh, I'm trying Sunfire, that came up with a question mark. I'm going to go Dreadnought, that was a question mark. Airship, question mark. Mithra, question mark, and wild Rose question mark. Um, okay, don't really know what to do here now. So I leave for keep because I don't really know what I'm doing in there. Um, I head down south and I come across the Chocobo Forest, uh, and I find myself a little Chocobo. So now I'm running around the world map, carefree, breeze in my hair, um, and I could have actually walked here because it's not too far south of Basque. Um, so I'm going to walk all the way back around now on my Chuggaball. I might actually ditch him at Basque because I know that the battles is safe. And try to find Gordon and, yeah, just try to find how to get this Sunfire. So after going back to Altair, I go to speak to Minwu about the um, Sunfire. He tells me that they clean the Brazier. Once they do that, they um, transfer the Sunfire flame. To Agile's torch, I go round to the other side and the king tells me that the doors to the keep have been sealed Um, and to break the seal I need to get the goddess bell. He tells me that the location of the bell is only known to the Kashan royal family. I ask Minyu about the bell and he says Gordon would know where the bell is kept but he's not seen him. Then hints that someone close to Scott or Gordon might know where to find it so I think I'll go talk to Hilda about this. So, I go to the throne room and speak to Hilda, ask her about the goddess bell. I heard Scott and Gordon talk about the bell. The gates of Kashan keep open only to the voice of a Kashan or the ringing of that bell. The bell rests deep within a cavern in the snow plains. It will not be easy to retrieve. So, is it your intention to enter the snow cavern? Very well. If only Gordon were here, there would be no need for such danger. She then suggests that I go speak to Joseph, so that is where my next stop is. Back to Joseph and hopefully to get his snowcraft out from behind that rock. On my way up um, during the battles I do notice that people's HP is going up although they're not getting hit so I think it must be programmed into the game to give you a little boost um, every now and then. Up at Salamander looks like they've escaped being attacked by vampire. Uh Yeah, still snowy and nice. I pop into Joseph's house and start asking him um, about the Goddess's Bell. And then he uh, tells us where the snowcraft is found, in the cave, which we already knew, um, and joins our party. So we've now got him in the party. He is uh, equipped with... Oh, bare hands, so he's just a bare hand fighter. Yeah, nice. Although he does only have 235 health. So we get into Summit Fools and Joseph. Moves the rock that's blocking the way and opens a small passage and inside there's a little treasure chest with the snowcraft in. Yeah, don't know how it fit in there but we've got the snowcraft now, that's all that matters. So with the snowmobile in hand I head north of Salamand to get to the snowfield. There is a mini game that you can play on the uh, snowmobile um, in this version and the Origins version for PlayStation. To access this game you've got to hold down B and press A 22 times whilst on the stone bill and it takes you to a memory game. This is a 4x4 grid of 12 cards and you've just got to flip them over and match up the correct faces. Doing so will win you prizes such as gill, Um, I think the top prize is about 40,000 Gil, which is pretty good. However, if you do have Toad spell uh, leveled up to the max, which is 16, you do get other prizes, um, they change up. Um, the top prize for this is the Masamune, uh, you can also get the Gaia shield and Genji armor from it, which is what I actually did in my last playthrough of this on their PSP. Um, it, Yeah, it makes the game a cakewalk. I get to the Snow Cavern and I do a save outside. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen in here so I'm going to enter now and make my way down. In here there seems to be a bunch of undead enemies but they're no match for my Fists of Fury. Um, everyone's doing about 700 damage now except for Thurian with his sword who's in doing 150. I go down a level and come across my first trap room door. On the third level it looks a little bit more complex, there's a couple of branching paths so I'm going to go to right first and see where that takes me. To the right, there's another branching path. One path leads upwards to a staircase going back up, and one path leads down to a staircase going down, so I'm going to go round to the left side of the room and see what's over there. To the left, there's just a singular chest with Antarctic Wind in. Um, I should have gone left first, really, because I do have a personal ruling um, whenever playing Zelda games to go left in any dungeons first. So I go back towards the um, staircase that goes up, I do feel a bit sorry for my guys because occasionally they have to wade into water which I can only imagine is ice cold right up to their necks. Back on the upper level um, there is another branching path which goes left and right so I'm going to go left this time. This way there are two chests, one contained an antidote, the other contained a methral maze and some monsters in a box. Monsters were only grenades, not as um, loathsome as that tortoise I came across my first monster in a box. And down the right path there's just a battle axe in the chest, so I'm going to head back down the stairs and go down the other stairs. The next floor looked to be a little bit of a maze, but... um, Honestly, there's just a couple of branching paths that led to treasure chests and the stairs are quite clear. There is a door here, which I do believe is going to be a trapdoor. I've just approached it, got into a battle with some zombies, so I'm just going to kill those real quick and away I go. Uh, Yeah, the door was a trapdoor. From these chests I did get a mithril javelin, uh, which I probably won't use, but it's good to sell. Level 5 splits off into three paths, going up, down and left, so I'm going to go left first. To the left there's a chest with a mithril shield and a trap room. Now I've gone back to the middle and I'm going to go up this time. Up led straight to a dead end. So now I'm going to go down and see what's down there. So down south there's a door that leads to a group of beavers, but I'm going to back out of this door for now and go and see what was down another path that was down south going back I came to another chest um I had a bad feeling about this one so I saved before I opened it uh I got an ancient sword which uh Firion's gonna equip right now and also um there was a monster in the box but they weren't too hard not as hard as it taught us from the start um the description for the ancient sword reads a sword that evokes an ancient curse so I wonder what that is Back in the room with giant beavers there's about six of them swimming around and there's one beaver just stood up between two rocks so I did try to speak to a couple that were swimming but all they say is snook chit. Um, I don't speak beaver so I don't know what that means. When I speak to this um, beaver in the middle of the rocks Guy steps forward and says Guy speak beaver. I mean, of course he does, because he's a couple of twigs short of Down. The whole party seems nonplussed by this, and just step aside and let him get to it. Um, the Ask, Learn, and Items menu has just come up, so I'm going to ask him about Goddess's Bell. The beaver tells Guy that there's a secret passage in the wall to the right, so I'm going to head there, uh, but there is a monster guarding the bell, so I'm going to do a save just on the inside, make sure everyone's healed up before I go forwards. The path behind the wall um, winds all the way down and ends with the sprite of a giant tortoise. Um, given my track record of tortoises, I'm not looking forward to this boss fight. I do, however, like the way that the sprites for bosses are always on the map so you can see when you're about to get into a big fight. Joseph tells me it's an adamantos, great, oh it rears up and attacks, here we go. Honestly, I don't know why I was worried, um, my unarmed guys seem to take care of it, Furion did zero damage with his sword, uh, everyone else just took it down in one round. We grab the goddess's bell after defeating the adamantos, and a way opens leading some stairs that are going upwards so I'm going to head up there. And I'm back on the first floor. When I get to the stairs that are meant to lead back outside, Borgon stood there, so I'm going to see what he has to say for himself. He seems pretty annoyed that we got to the Goddess Bell before him, um, and he says that he can't return to the Empire because the Emperor will have his head, but he's still a soldier, I'm here to die, so uh, he's going to take us with him. Nice. We punch him in the head and he goes down. The party unceremoniously walks around what we thought was his corpse, but he gets back up. He tells us that he's Boob Trap Cave, and he's going to see us in hell, and then actually dies because he does that disappearing thing. Then a boulder crashes out of the wall, and Joseph grabs hold of it. Bloody hell, Yosef. Guy says, we not leave you. I can't hold it much longer. Run. So we leg it. And... I'm guessing Joseph dies here. Yeah, the boulder crushes him. The party walks over to his corpse, which actually does disappear in there. Yeah. All right, well, farewell, Joseph. I leave the cave, and that is where we're going to end this episode. So thanks for listening to this episode. Um, I hope you come back for next week's episode. Um, Yeah, if you want to get in contact with me, I'm on Twitter, at SelectAttack. I've still got to sort out the email. Um... But I'll try to get that done for next episode. Uh, And yeah, bye-bye.